Hey, 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 what do you say? It's another episode of the Soft Down Collective. This is episode 24. Stu here. Hey, everybody. Steph here as well. The purpose of this podcast is to inform and unite local athletes to training groups, events, and opportunities in the Homa Thibodeau Bayou region. Athletes come in every shape, size, age, skill, and level. Whether you think you are or not, we are here to support your effort. This is the podcast for all things fitness, and we hope that you'll find it as your weekly one-stop shop to what's happening locally in fitness and training. This episode is being recorded on Saturday, April 11th, 2021. So Steph, anything exciting happened this weekend or do we have any results from weekend races? We actually do have some results. There was the Hattiesburg Half Marathon this weekend. Brad Cortez placed second overall and first in his division with a time of one hour, 20 minutes and 35 seconds. Way to go, Brad. Yep. And Sunny Downer, congratulations on getting that half marathon PR under two hours. She came in with a time of one hour, 56 minutes and 21 seconds. Good job, Sunny. As far as upcoming events, any changes, any new events that we're not aware of? Nope. Everything seems to be as scheduled. That's currently listed on our upcoming events. I'm sure some new things will be popping up. So um, hopefully we'll be adding to that list as time goes on. So today on the show, we have a local athlete who has experience in gymnastics, cheerleading, and soccer, but found her niche with pole vaulting and has been soaring ever since. Welcome to the show, Emery Prentice and her coach, Kevin Trothclair. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having us. So how old were you when you started pole vaulting? I probably started around whenever I was six years old, so very young. And how do you get into that? Was there someone in your family who had experience with it? My dad actually pole vaulted at LSU. So he was a pole vaulter there, and my mom did track at UL. Oh, wow. So I've kind of just been in that atmosphere ever since. Yeah, because I think it would be a strange thing for a parent who didn't pole vault to be like at six years old, hey, guess what we're going to try you out in? (laughs) I know when I was in junior high school, I did track and it was like they were looking for volunteers to do pole vault and everybody was kind of like looking at each other like, I'm not even going to try that. How was that first experience? Did your dad or mom kind of coach you into it or did you just go for it? Um, Honestly, I was so young. I probably just went for it. Probably wasn't doing much, nothing big, but just having fun with it. Probably just building your confidence. To make you realize, like, I can do this. Yeah, just something to keep me entertained. (laughs) Because it is such an art form, you know? It's just so different. Yeah, I would agree that there's, like, a bunch of different, like, components that have to come together to make such a great outcome. And what are some of those? You have your technique, and you have your strength, and everybody has their strengths and weaknesses, so everybody has their own way of vaulting. It's very personal, I think. That's really interesting. Like, you don't realize that, you know, as a non-pole holder. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a lot of other things that go kind of behind the scenes, I guess, as you prepare for that specific Definitely. There's task. way more than you would think. So do you do, like, specific weight training or anything like that in your training? Um, we have practice three times a week, and I also do track for my high school. So we have sprint practice and jumps practice there. At what point in your life did you decide... I like soccer, I love gymnastics, I like all these other things, but I love pole vaulting and this is what I want to do. It was actually a lot more recent than you would think. Just this year, I started making pole vault a a lot more of a priority because I would try to do everything I could, all the sports I could, just fit everything in. But then I finally got to see like my potential and saw that like if I work for it and put a lot more work into it and time into it that I could definitely get a a great outcome because I definitely had a lot of potential. But just like focusing on it and putting in the extra work and extra time definitely helped. 
to see like my actual potential in it. So what are some recent achievements that you have accomplished? Just this indoor season, I recently got a new PR of 13.9, whereas last year my PR was 12. So it's definitely a big jump from 12 foot to 13.9. And just so people who aren't familiar have kind of like an understanding, what did the national champion pole vault, do you know the height of that? Our indoor season this year at the Adidas Indoor Nationals, the winner was around 13.11. Okay. And how did you get picked? to be a part of the Adidas Indoor Nationals. This year we just started like traveling around and trying to get to go to those meets with that big competition to go up against. So we just started reaching out, signing up for different meets and everything. To qualify for the national meet, there's a qualifying height. It's not, you know, you just can't go. You have to reach a height of 12-4 to be able to get into the meet. So if you're jumping at least 12-4 in the girls division, you're able to go. And in the guys division, I think it's like 15 feet. So Jeez. in the guys, wow. but so she worked hard to get that accomplishment. Last year, she didn't quite have the qualifying mark, so we wouldn't be able to make it. But this year, she's really come around. She's doing really well, and she's able to get that extra exposure by going to these big meets and the national championships. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Was there a life event that like caused you to change your path, or did you just constantly see that I'm good at this, I want to become better at this? After our season got cut short last year with COVID, I think that year I definitely would have started making some improvements. So I kind of made my decision then, like, this is what I want to do. I want to work hard to try to get better at it because I know I definitely can. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, as far as soccer and some of the other sports that you did, were you excelling in, in those equally or would you say you were excelling more so with pole vaulting? I think that I had most of my potential in pole vault. I love the environment of all the team sports and everything, so I always just like to be involved with all those different sports, but I think most of my potential is in pole vault, so I wanted to definitely try to focus on that. One thing I'd like to add is that she was doing really well in soccer, but the thing is, when it came to soccer, she was always getting beat up, so she had a lot of bruises coming into pole vaulting, and it would just carry over, and it kind of held her back a little bit, especially at the uh, okay. beginning of the season. Right. And, you know, by the time we get to district meet, you know, she's finally getting healthy, but she missed a lot of training. Going from one sport to the other is good, you know, in one aspect, but it can hinder, can her hinder your uh, outcome in the one that you really, you know, that you're excelling at, the you know, the most. That's so. a good point because, I mean, lots of times, you know, different sports, sometimes we'll kind of handshake each other. But in order to really excel on, on, on some levels with some particular sports, if you just focus on that, I would have never thought that. But that's a great point. I mean, you're getting beat up. Obviously, it's going to overflow into the vault. And just because I was doing like three sports at one time. So right. just trying to fit in practices. It was just like really tough on like my body. Right. And I, you can't, it's very hard to fit three different sports in one afternoon. So just like getting that practice time in equally was very hard to fit in. Yeah, I mean, you end up being kind of, not to say mediocre, but I mean, just this even keel mm -hmm. between all three sports versus Definitely. one focusing on it. Yeah, I'm sure your recovery time wasn't adequate either because you're not able to get enough sleep and you're trying to get workouts done early the next morning to oh, yeah, make definitely. up for what you had to miss the evening before. Yeah, that's definitely tough. So coach, were you an athlete growing up? In junior high, I vaulted at uh, Oakland Junior High. I'm from the east side of Oklahoma. I uh, grew up in Montague and Berg. So I started in eighth grade pole vaulting. It's the only event I've ever done in high on track in high school or um, junior high. At first, I, wasn't, I did football, basketball in junior high, and I wasn't going to do track because my mom was kind of 
tired of bringing us from the bayou up to town, sports and stuff, so I was going to give her a break. But one of my friends, Blake Bajeron, thank him to stay, kind of talked me into it. He was faulting. Like most kids, you know, I got involved in it watching the Olympics. We grew up in the country, and we had, you know, a barn behind our house with cattle, and so we'd get bales of hay, make them a mat, get some sticks out the woods, set up pole vaulting, and start jumping. So that's my first exposure to it. And then when we got to junior high, like I said, Blake Bajeron kind of talked me into it. So I went out and uh, started pole vaulting, ended up holding the school record there, jumped 11-1 as a ninth grader, which back then was a pretty good jump. Went on to South Terrebonne and started there and won a state title, 74, and then, you know, had a pretty good career. Ended up, I think my best jump at South Terrebonne was like 13-6, which wasn't that you know, that bad. Won a lot of meets and stuff, but it wasn't still, you know, like nation caliber. I think the state record was like 15-3, so still a good ways off of that. You know, the whole focus that we got into the club and uh, that I stayed with the club for so long at uh, high voltage is to kind of get the equipment needed to excel at the vault because, you know, you can start on one pole. Each pole is kind of designed uh, or for each athlete, you know, because it goes by weight and it goes by length, and it depends on your ability what pole you need. So, naturally, as you're getting better, you have to go to the next pole. And when I was in high school, you know, the schools didn't have the funds and stuff, so you, you maybe if you had two poles, you were lucky. And that was for all the athletes, not just you. Right. So, by the time I became a senior, you know, one pole was too small, one pole was too big. It just didn't work out. So I ended up no hiding at district my senior year and wasn't able to, you know, progress the state again. So, like I said, when we got involved in it, so now, you know, we have, like, tons of poles now. So, there's, you know, kids don't have to go through that or experience that, you know, if they come to the club or whatever. And, you know, we loan out poles and stuff. So it works out pretty good for all the pole vaulters in the area. And it's not just Vanderbilt, you know, we... We help all the vaulters out. Um, vault, vaulting is kind of different than a lot of other events because, you know, they're all like a family. You know, we all try to help each other out. And it's not just this area. When my son was at LSU vaulting, they went to SEC conference. And his poles, they used to, they would ship their poles ahead of time to get there. So they would have them when they got to the meet. Well, their poles got lost. <gasps> and so he, he didn't have any poles. So pole vaulter from Florida says, here, use mine. Oh, wow. He ended up winning the conference title on borrowed poles, which is not good for Florida, you know, when you're talking to team standards, but it's just how the vault is, you know. You know, everybody wants to beat everybody, but they want to do it on their own. They don't want to do it because you had a bad day or whatever. So they kind of cheer for each other. And if you notice, you know, especially uh, at the big meets where they start doing that clap and everything and everybody gets involved in it to try and make it exciting and everybody wants everybody else to excel because it's just better for the event in the long run. We're going to put the information to the club and your contact information in the show notes so people can reach out and contact you if they want to learn more about the club and get involved locally. What is the club's name? High Voltage. It's almost like High Voltage but High Voltage. Voltage, right. Mm -hmm. So anything specific you can add training Emery and working with her? Yes, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, well, she's my first, second generation because I also coached her dad when she was at Vanderbilt. Oh, I've been awesome. coaching at Vanderbilt since uh, 86. So he was uh, my third vaulter at Vanderbilt. So it's really nice to get to uh, Coach Emery. She's doing really well. She's, you know, she has a lot of ability. And, you know, from day one, when she got to Vanderbilt, you know, I could see that, you know, if she focused on vaulting, the sky was the limit. But I didn't want to tell her, you know, 
like give up soccer or give up this because you're only in high school once so I feel you know you need to do as much as you can right to enjoy the full experience you know and it has to be their decision not a coach's decision so I kind of stayed back and just waited and she saw the light and uh, <laughs> decided you know she wanted to really excel at it and she's doing really well at some point both indoor and outdoor I think she had like the number one jump in the country if she continues to work hard and stay healthy, uh, she could probably get it back somewhere along the line. And do you say that that's the biggest difference between last year and this year is, is her focus? focus? Yes, sir. Just deciding to train strictly with vault and, you know, it's not have, like she was saying earlier, it really takes a lot. The more you do, you know, your body can only absorb so much. And, you know, vaulting is a little different than running or any other of the jumps because, you know, there's so many components to it that it, takes your whole body you know if you have any part of your body that's aching it's going to show up in a jump okay whereas you know if your arm's hurting you can still go out and run right and it's not that bad now naturally if you get a hamstring pull you can't do any event you know right. even you know if you got a shoulder injury or a hand that's hurting or you know just any little twitch you just can't do it because it just takes everything everything you have to be able to jump well and what year are you in school right now Emory? I'm a junior. And when is pole vaulting season? Officially, the indoor season starts in December for high school, but it doesn't, the first meet's not till January. So we start training in December for the indoor season in high school, and then the first meet's January, first weekend of January. Okay. And then she also does outdoor as well. Right. When is that? The outdoor season starts as soon as indoor is over, and then the first meet's in March. It starts February, then the February, which is uh, normally the Indoor state meet is February 20th, that weekend and running that time. And then uh, right after that, the next week, outdoor starts. And then the first meet's like the first weekend and first Friday or whatever in March. This might be a dumb question, but is, is there any difference between outdoor and indoor? Um, some people have a preference for outdoor. There is a lot of other components rather than just you personally, they have the weather that has to hold up and the wind. So all that goes into it, but I don't really have a preference. I do like outdoor because sometimes you have to like overcome those. It can be frustrating when something out of your power doesn't go your way, but I like to see like everyone has to like push through those together. Would you say that you have one outdoor versus indoor is you typically jump higher? Or? I always thought it was outdoor, but this year I had a really good indoor season. But okay. hopefully, we still have the rest of outdoor season, so hoping that can even that playing field. Right. I was actually just about to ask that if people typically, if pole vaulters typically do better in indoor than outdoor. I think it's probably just a preference, because a, a lot of athletes do prefer one over the other. Okay. And just to add to that, it, like she said, it's a lot of athletes just prefer it. Uh, I know quite a few athletes that have higher PRs, you know, during out their, throughout their career, indoors and outdoors. But you would think that outdoor would be better as long as you have a tailwind because you can run faster. And it's all about, you know, getting the most momentum to get the pole to go vertical and jump on the biggest pole you can. So naturally, the faster you run, the bigger the pole you can jump on. But, you know, there's a lot of components that just throw that out of whack too. Sometimes you run too fast and you're not used to training like that. So, you know, poles react differently. And so you're trying to catch up. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I think she's going to end up jumping higher outdoor than indoor before it's all said and done. So what's the distance that you run before you jump? Right now I'm running from a seven step, which means I run from seven strides. 
whereas some vaulters run from eight. It's really just a preference or how you run personally. What's like the legal requirement? Like, is there like you can't run more than 15 strides, but you have to run at least three kind of no, a thing? No, there's really no rules on how long or how short your run has to be. The standard that they put out for facilities is that it has to be at least 140 feet for the runways. So, you know, so I've seen some people run longer than that, some run short, most run shorter than that. You know, that's at the max. You know, I've never had an athlete run that far, but anywhere from like 110 to around 70 is the common mm-hmm. range for high school athletes. So you just find what's comfortable to you and go with it? Yes, ma'am. It just depends like whether like you have the stamina to keep up or where you peak on your run, just getting comfortable with it. And do you have your own pole? I do. Just this year since we started focusing more on making it more of like a priority and everything we started buying some poles so so how long is your pole the poles i'm on right now are 13 feet but i'm recently trying to make the transition to 13 7 poles which i'm hoping to make that transition before the end of outdoor season which i think i will and how heavy are they weight wise they're not very heavy they're made of fiberglass and as far as holding them Naturally, the longer they are and the, whole, the closer you hold to the top, the heavier it's going to be because of the trajectory. But they probably weigh about three to five pounds at the most. Oh, wow. That's super light. Yeah. But the pole goes by length and also by they flex them according to your weight. So they, you know, like they make poles for 100-pound vaulters that flex for 100-pound vaulters all the way up to, you know, whatever. The biggest ones we ever have is like 210-pound vaulters. So naturally... and you have to get a pole that at least at your body weight, but you, what you want to do is jump on one that's as far over your body weight because you're getting more energy back out of it. More so if it's yeah, if it's weighted for a 200 pound vaulter and you're 200 pounds, then if you know you're not getting as much out of it if you only weigh say you know 160 pounds. So it'll just throw you f- higher up, and that's, that's the whole key is trying to get on that big pole, you know, the longest and the heaviest flex-wise that you can get on so you can get the most power coming back from it, and that's what we're working on right now. Yeah, like, for example, like, I'm, like, 130 pounds, but the poles that I'm on right now are a 160 or a 170, so I try to get on, like, you try to make that climb to get to, like, the bigger poles. And what are some of the things that you have to do to work on that? There's a lot of components that go into it. They have your run, your momentum to go into it, or your takeoff, whether you're taking off really tall, that goes into it. Yeah, that's the two key components is the speed and the takeoff angle. So if you can work on those two things, then you can jump on the maximum size pole that you're capable of doing. Because like she said, you know, being tall is an advantage, but that's the good thing about vaulting is that you know, it's not just being tall or, or being really fast or whatever. You know, you can be short. You don't have average speed, but if you get your technique right, then you can maximize your potential. But if everything's equal, a taller vaulter will always outjump a short vaulter. But the thing is, they got areas that you can work on to try and close that gap and give you an, an opportunity to be competitive. You know, naturally, like I said, you want to be tall, slim, and fast, but it's not, that's not key. You know, you can still be kind of short and stocky and still be a good vaulter. Don't limit yourself just because you don't think you're capable of it unless you actually try and put the effort for it. Do you feel like you're flying? I do. (laughs) Did you like have to practice falling? Some people do have, uh, it's just how I guess your vault is personally, but I never had a lot of problems, but some people do have technique problems with 
coming down correctly or just coming over the crossbar like at a peak instead so it's just kind of how you vote it's so interesting it is so where are you going next like what what do you see for a future i guess you're focusing now you say you're a junior you have the rest of the outdoor season and then there's next year i mean long-term goals short-term goals anything you long-term goal i'd definitely like to jump 14 before high school's over okay I definitely want to go jump in college. Not really sure where yet, and I have a long time to make that decision. Short-term goals, I'd just like to stay consistent for the rest of this season, have a good state meet, and just stay consistently. In. Along, along with that, you're running track, too. Are you going to continue to keep doing that? Yes, sir. I do pole vault, long jump, triple jump, and I run the 4 by one Do you have any advice for any girls who would be interested in pursuing pole vaulting? I would just say that even though when things seem to not be going your way or just like when you seem to be getting stagnant, you don't feel like you're getting better, just to stay open and trying to new things because that's whenever you can go out your comfort zone to improve. Because that's how I was. I kind of got stuck at 12 foot and I was just getting frustrated with it. But once you start opening those doors and like trying new things, I think that's where really like you can definitely improve. Like that's where the improvements come, going out of your comfort zone. As far as starting to pull vault, naturally the earlier you start, the better off you're going to be. But, you know, you still have to have some coordination because, you know, nobody's born with a pole in their hands. So, so as long as you're capable of running with a pole, then, you know, you can start vaulting, you know, but if you're, you know, too young to be able to hold a pole and run, then, you know, definitely in pole vaulting is not time to start. We've had him start as young as, I guess, four years old. I guess wow. I brought my son to the track when he was four once and a uh, couple of times, actually. You know, I would just hold his hand on the pole and he would ride it into the mat just to kind of expose him to it. Uh, after that, you know, it was, it was just whenever he wanted to come out, he would come out with me and, and he ended up doing really well. But the thing is, he just got exposed to it early just like Emery with her dad. And that's the key, you know, is getting exposed to them, but not pressuring them too much to let them go at their own pace. If it's for them, they'll, they'll pursue it. It's just like any other event, you know, to be that superstar pretty much, uh, you know, takes work plus a lot of God-given ability. So before we close out, I just want to thank Jory Billiot for shooting me a text letting me know about Emery because we truthfully had no idea. And he just simply said, any chance you guys have on the list to interview Emery, the pole vaulting girl, that chick is jumping some of the highest in the nation. She just finished jumping for the Adidas team in Virginia. So thank you to Jory and to anyone else who may know an athlete, please reach out to Stu or I, because we obviously only know so many people and we know that there's lots going on in our local area that's untapped and we would love to have, you know, everyone on. So and coincidentally, right after Jory told us about it, we started talking about it. The article in the Home of Times came out about Emory, and we're going to have that link in the show notes as well. So you guys can check it out and dig into her a little bit more. We would like to thank Dr. Steve Morgan and Homa Family Dental for their continued support to the Southdown Collective. We could not do this without you, so thank you. And thanks for all the continued feedback. We love hearing from all of you. Be sure to like, comment, share. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram. We are very proud of our local fitness community, and we want to continue to support great athletes like Emory. This podcast is a collective interest for everyone in our fitness community, and yeah, that means you. And you should share or recommend the Southdown Collective to a friend. Like, why not? you might be the one person that sparks a new passion in someone else. We all influence one another, so plant a seed and watch it grow. We post new episodes every Wednesday and share the links on social media. Did you miss the interview we did with Corey Berg or Amber Berry? 
We learn something new every week from our great guests. So please go back and learn something new about people you probably already know or you may have heard about. Next week, we'll be joined by local legend Con Labot, local CrossFit athlete and one of the most consistent runners I know. So until next week, keep running, keep cycling, or whatever your passion. Train hard, stay safe, and in good health. And tell a friend about the Southdown Collective. Until next time. Thank, thank you, you for, for having, having us. us. Bye. Bye. See ya. Adios. Thank you.